Welcome to the April 30th, 2019 edition of the Crypto.IQ Daily Radio Show, where we do a deep dive market analysis every day and talk about the most interesting stories in the Bitcoin and crypto space. This is your host Space Marine, live from space. Bitcoin is looking a little better this morning, following that Tether incident on Thursday, where Bitcoin dropped from $5,500 down to as low as $5,070 on Bitstamp, due to news that the New York Attorney's General's Office had sued Bitfinex and Tether, the biggest Bitcoin to USD exchange and the biggest stablecoin in the Supreme Court of New York. So that's been sending waves through the crypto market. And right after that, Bitcoin went down into the $5,100 to $5,200 range. It was kind of range-bound, locked in that range for a while. But this morning, it's finally moving above that range. So yesterday evening, Bitcoin was around $5,100, around 6 p.m. Eastern Time. And since then, it has been climbing. And around 9 a.m. this morning, Bitcoin had a nice little jump. It looked like a little bit of a short squeeze. I wouldn't really call it much of a rally because it was less than $100, but... Around 9 a.m., Bitcoin was just below $5,200, and then by 9.30 a.m. or so, literally like 20, 30 minutes later, it was as high as 52.80. Bitcoin then stabilized around 52.30 right after that, and since then, it's been generally climbing, and right now, Bitcoin's at 52.50. Minutes ago, Bitcoin was as high as 52.70, so for the first time since that Tether Bitfinex lawsuit from the New York Attorney General's office, we're seeing Bitcoin go up. And this is perhaps being fed by a rally in the altcoin market. So the altcoins were going up before Bitcoin really started to go up. And in general, uh, some of the altcoins are up far more than Bitcoin. So going through the market analysis, Ethereum is up 3.7% near $160. Ripple's up 4.4%. It's back over $0.30. Cents. And by the way, Bitcoin's market cap is now approaching $95 billion. It would just take one day of like a real rally to bring it over $100 billion market cap, so we're all waiting for that. Bitcoin Cash is up 5.6% at $253. Litecoin is one of the biggest winners today. It's up 7.5%, and it's been constantly climbing as I'm watching it this morning. It's near $73 now. It seems Litecoin has been leading the rally today, which was the case uh, a month or two or three ago. Litecoin seemed to have led that rally from... Early February all the way into April, Litecoin was going up more than the other cryptos. Recently, Litecoin was going down a bit, but now today Litecoin is leading the rally once again. So it's kind of like old times for the market where Litecoin's pulling everything up. And Litecoin's a good bellwether, a good indicator for the altcoin market. It's one of the top altcoins. In fact, in the past, Litecoin was the number one altcoin. EOS is up 4.3%. Binance Coin is up 2.1%, just over $22. Tether is actually at $1.01 right now. So Tether has stabilized and actually gone above parity. So this is quite interesting and perhaps unexpected because we just had that big lawsuit from the New York Attorney General against Tether saying that Tether does not have $850 million worth of the money uh, needed to back the Tether one-to-one with cash in a bank account. Instead, they actually have a revolving line of credit because they loaned like $900 million or $600 million. The details are a bit confusing, but it's something around $850 million was loaned to uh, Bitfinex because Bitfinex had some money seized in crypto capital. So yeah, there's like a revolving line of credit instead of actual cash in a bank backing uh, a fraction of the Tether. There's a $2.85 billion Tether market cap and $0.85 billion of that is what's in question in this lawsuit. So when that happened, Tether went down to 98 cents, but now it's at $1.01. And apparently Asian traders especially really like Tether. 
So the market demand for Tether continues because people just can't imagine it failing and they're continuing to use it and give it the value of a dollar or even a little more at this point. So that's just the way it is. It doesn't have to be backed one-to-one -one by cash for it to have this value. That being said, there's an opinion in this debate we talked about on the last show that the government of the United States could go totally crazy and like do some very severe actions against Tether and Bitfinex. And we have not yet seen the Supreme Court of New York's response to this lawsuit, which could send a tidal wave through the market if they actually do uh, what the New York Attorney General wants, which is to file an injunction preventing Tether and Bitfinex from making any more loans to each other and freezing the situation as is, plus giving over all the information about Bitfinex and Tether to the United States government, which could lead to a bigger lawsuit, which is what the New York Attorney General might be aiming for. So we're waiting to see what happens with the judge's decision on this. But right now, Tether is doing okay. Stellar is up 3.4%. Cardano is up 4.5%. Tron is up 2.9%. Monero is up 2.1%. And notably, Monero is still below $62. It seems like that's a bit too low for Monero. Monero is the number one stealth crypto. So that's looking pretty hot to me, actually. Dash is up 2.8%. And it's approaching $112. Dash is also pretty good. It's one of the most popular cryptocurrencies in Venezuela, which is one of the countries that's kind of forced to use crypto because their local uh, fiat currency, the Bolivar, has pretty much collapsed. And by the way, just diverting into some news about Venezuela. So there's a coup d'etat right now in Venezuela. It's been kind of brewing for months, but there's literally a military coup d'etat right now, which means uh, the opposition government uh, led by John Guido and supported by the United States and Europe is trying to overthrow the Maduro government which is supported by Russia and China. So this is quite an interesting situation. It might involve cryptocurrency in the sense that cryptocurrency is basically what's needed there in order to buy anything considering the collapse of their local currency. So I'm not sure if this is affecting the crypto market this morning. Uh, in general, instability in the world in general, like a war breaking out anywhere, might lead to some sort of crypto rally because cryptocurrency is especially good during times of instability when fiat currency is looking weaker when the economy looks weaker. So a war breaking out is instability. So I'm not exactly sure how this relates to the crypto market, but it's possible the Venezuela coup d'etat might be causing some of this uh, bullish sentiment this morning, but that's just speculation. I'm not 100% sure on that. Bitcoin SV is up 2.7%. IOTA is flat on the day, but it just went up like 18% yesterday. It's over 30 cents now per IOTA. The number I directed is cyclic graph coin. It went up yesterday because Jaguar, the car company, has teamed up with IOTA to pay its customers IOTA for sharing card data with them. Tezos is up 6% this morning. So it seems like the Tezos rally is re-sparking this morning. And Tezos is the most popular proof of stake cryptocurrency because Binance and Coinbase have launched or will launch staking services. I believe Coinbase launched the Tezos staking service and Binance is going to launch it soon. So, that, so people can literally store Tezos on Binance or Coinbase and then stake it. And Tezos has been rallying strongly as people buy up Tezos to use the staking service, where they can earn more Tezos just by holding it in their wallet. Dogecoin is up 1%. So Dogecoin is not reacting as strongly as the other cryptocurrencies this morning, but it is up. It's approaching a $300 million market cap again. The total cryptocurrency market cap has risen from $168 billion 24 hours ago 
to $173 billion currently. So the total crypto market cap has gained $5 billion in the past 24 hours. It's still a good amount below where it was before this Tether Bitfinex lawsuit came out. It was around $180 billion back then. And the 2019 high for the total crypto market cap was $186 billion. So we're about $13 billion below that. But that being said, zooming out, big zoom out. Uh, the total crypto market cap was $100 billion in December during the bear market lows, so we're 73% above that. The crypto market cap has indeed had a significant recovery, and of course the rest of the crypto space, since that's a measure of the health of the rest of the crypto space. And the recent uh, drop in price because of the Tether Bitfinex lawsuit was only pretty much like a slight dent in the recovery. And by the way, it's very promising and bullish this morning that Bitcoin and the rest of the crypto market is going up considering the CME Bitcoin futures expiration that happened within the past week. It happened a day after that Tether Bitfinex lawsuit. So right after the CME expiration, or actually right before, Bitcoin went down a lot, but now it seems like it's trying to go up again, which could suggest perhaps it's possible CME traders have gone long for May as well, and that would be big news. That would be a good sign that we're in the long-term rally we've been waiting for. It's not confirmed yet. If Bitcoin crashes, then we could say CME traders went short. So no one knows for sure yet which way CME has gone this month. But it is quite positive that we're seeing some bullish action this morning because it makes it possible that CME traders have gone long, but it's not confirmed. So moving on to our first interesting story of the day. The crypto hedge fund Galaxy Digital, which is one of the more well-known crypto hedge funds, it's run by Mike Novogratz, which is a billionaire who loves crypto. It lost $273 million in 2018. Of course, 2018 was a full-on bearish year. Bitcoin's price went down all year, all the way to that December low. So it went down from January to December. It was a bad year for any crypto hedge fund. But of course, now Galaxy Digital is probably making some profits, actually. Or at least recovering some losses. So basically, this Galaxy Digital profit report or loss report is just a reflection on the state of the crypto market in 2018. And 2019 is looking much brighter. Moving on to the next story. So the first publicly traded Bitcoin exchange in the United States, which I have not heard about until today, it's called Bitcoin Generation under the stock ticker BTGN, has been suspended by the Securities and Exchange Commission. So the SEC has been infamously harsh towards cryptocurrency and Bitcoin. And I didn't even know there was a publicly traded cryptocurrency exchange because that's kind of a big deal. I guess they probably did some sort of reverse takeover, but I can't confirm that I didn't research that. But that's usually how it works. You can do a reverse takeover of a company that's already publicly traded and then change its name and you'll be on the stock exchange. So that might have been what happened or it could have been a company that already existed that like started doing a crypto exchange. But in either case, the SEC does not approve of crypto exchanges being publicly traded. It would probably take a very long approval process, even if Coinbase was like, I want to go public. If Coinbase went public, it would take a long, long time of approval and it might not even get approved. And Coinbase is pretty legit. So Bitcoin generation has been taken off the stock exchange. I am i don't think they've actually been shut down or anything, but of course the SEC's eye is straight on them right now. So that's important to know about. The SEC is still uh, pretty much attacking crypto companies because they don't really approve of cryptocurrency the markets in general they think it's too risky and too easy to manipulate which is the reasons they used to shut down the stock for bitcoin generation moving on to the next story so there's some really crazy news about bitfinex i know we talked about bitfinex and tether all last show well there's a rumor this is not confirmed by bitfinex it's from a trader dong zhao who is a well-known over-the-counter trader in china who holds shares in bitfinex so he announced 
that Bitfinex is going to be doing an initial exchange offering, IEO, which is like an ICO, but it's for an exchange token. Like, you know, Binance Coin, and there's also other exchanges that have their coin, like ABCC token on the ABCC exchange. In fact, most of the crypto exchanges have an associated token, but not all of them. Like, Coinbase doesn't have a token yet. But anyways, uh, Bitfinex apparently did not have a token, and they're going to issue one. And here's the funny thing. it's They're going to aim for $850 million in their ICO, IEO, whatever you want to call it. And $850 million is the exact amount quoted in the lawsuit against them from the New York Attorney General's office in the Supreme Court of New York. So this is probably like the most aggressive thing Bitfinex could possibly do in this situation. They're saying, yeah, okay, you're suing us because $850 million was locked up at crypto capital because the government seized it. You can go listen to the past show to hear the whole story of how the government seized $850 million from Bitfinex via seizing it at crypto capital. It was the governments of Portugal, Poland, and the United States that seized the money. And that's why Bitfinex is in this hole right now. That's why Bitfinex had to take the money from Tether. Well, Bitfinex is saying, okay, we're just going to raise $850 million with an ICO. And of course, the government really hates ICOs, but Bitfinex is not uh, based in the United States. It's actually based in Hong Kong. So yeah, they're going to try to do like an ICO basically from the same amount quoted in this lawsuit. So we'll see how this unfolds. It's not confirmed yet. That's why it's not like the top story of the day here. It's like, it could just be BS. So we're going to have to wait and see if this is real. If it's real, this would be really hilarious, actually. Moving on to the next story. Microsoft Outlook is like an email software that people use. They have email accounts via Microsoft. And apparently uh, an employee's um, Microsoft account was hacked. So a hacker got into one of the employees that oversees the email account. division of Microsoft and that allowed the hacker to get into non-corporate Outlook, Hotmail, and MSN accounts. So literally people probably didn't know this and I didn't even know this for sure but of course I had my suspicions but Microsoft literally has their employees like their employees can go into any email account that's on Outlook, Hotmail, or MSN. They can literally go into any of the emails that anyone owns to make sure things are safe and the content is uh, what people want. So People that are doing illegal activities with Microsoft email should really take note here and like realize that they are being spied on and Microsoft does have agreements with the government basically to you know share the data if they find illegal activity. So it goes right to the police and stuff. So that's why the employees have access to like Outlook, Hotmail, and MSN. Well, a hacker got in and ruined the whole concept and the hackers stole a bunch of cryptocurrency and Microsoft has not like done anything at this point to fixed the situation like Microsoft since they're the ones that had access to people's email accounts and then they got hacked and then people lost cryptocurrency we're talking like many thousands of dollars of cryptocurrency I wouldn't say a million because I can't confirm that but tens of thousands of dollars of cryptocurrency at least was stolen people on reddit are saying that like they're reporting individual stories how one person lost like $25,000 one person lost a bitcoin because their account was hacked and yeah so like the Microsoft employees account was hacked and then they hacked into the users accounts and stole cryptocurrency basically by changing the password on their Kraken accounts and stuff, whatever accounts they were using. By the way, there's a way crypto users uh, can avoid this sort of thing. It's called two-factor authentication, 2FA. So 2FA is absolutely essential if you're using a cryptocurrency exchange. So you have email confirmation whenever you have a withdrawal, pretty much, or whenever you log in, but you should also have your phone confirmation. Literally, like, let's say you're using Binance, like, it'll send you a text message if you have 2FA enabled. So, not only do you have to log in with your email and password, you have to get a text message and then put the 
like code from the text message in to log in. So basically someone could hack your email, try to log into Binance and then the, it'll send you a text message and they won't be able to get into your account. And you'll actually get a notification that someone tried to log in and you could like tell Binance that's what happened. And then you could change your email and change your password. So 2FA is absolutely essential and the people that were robbed in this case did not take the basic step of enabling two-factor authentication. There's two ways to use 2FA actually. You could have a text message sent to your phone with a code or you can have the Google Authenticator app, which is basically like it generates a new number like every 60 seconds or something. So like when you log into Binance, you would look at your Google Authenticator thing and it will have a code and you enter the code in. So you need 2FA to use crypto exchanges and for any wallet or crypto exchanges that use emails to sign up, please enable 2FA. They all have it available, all the legit ones and it needs to be enabled. And also I guess don't store private keys in Microsoft emails. Do not store your private keys or critical data that could be used to hack your cryptocurrency in Outlook, Hotmail, or MSN. And I'm not going to go into like saying this is for all email accounts, but people should do the research about like Gmail and Apple accounts and stuff because it might be the same situation. I think according to government law or just the way it is, they are all kind of like spying on people's emails to make sure they're not doing extremely criminal things. And it all gets reported to the police if there's something crazy going on in there, so... And, like, I'm not saying that people are criminals here, but I'm just saying if you're an honest crypto user but you stored your wallet file, like, in your email account or your private key or some really critical passwords, like, please don't do that. Delete that stuff and never do it again. Do not store things in your email. Like, I used to do it way back in the day, but it was all, always, like, really encrypted, too. So, I mean, you could really encrypt something and then store it in your email as long as there's no way someone could actually use it to get right to your cryptocurrency. So yeah, just like be aware that your email accounts are being spied on, at least for Outlook, Hotmail, and MSN, and it can even be hacked. So yeah, just be very careful. Moving on to the next story. Just a brief update on Satoshi's treasure, and Satoshi's treasure is a $1 million treasure hunt. There's a thousand private keys that will be released, and if someone has 400 of those keys, they will be able to win $1 million of Bitcoin. Well, so far, only like one, two, three, four keys have been found. There's a fifth key that was released like two days ago and has not been found. It's getting harder and harder. So the first three keys were actually hacked by someone. Like they figured out a way to get them without going anywhere. But the way this is supposed to work is like it gives you a clue. Like you listen to the Blockstream satellite. It gives you a clue. And then you're supposed to go somewhere with that clue and then find the other clue. So you have to actually like physically go somewhere, like fly on a plane, drive, or if you're very lucky, walk. It's usually far away from people, but there are people that live near the Keys each time. Obviously, the world is populated. But anyways, what I'm saying is it's a very hard thing to do this. And so now we're up to like five Keys have been released. Only four have been found. It's like 1% of the way there, and it's only going to get harder and harder. This literally could be going on for years at this point. But it is legit. Like The $1 million of Bitcoin is deposited into the account with 1,000 signatures. And then if you have 400 signatures, you could withdraw it. It's a multi-sig transaction. So it's real and it's not going to disappear, it seems like. I mean, there's no guarantee. I guess they could withdraw it. But anyways, the news today is they're going to be launching side hunts. So like this 400 key thing to win a million dollars is very hard to do. Like one very lucky person in the world will win it. And it's going to be much, much harder than winning the lottery in reality so it's like it'll be very lucky for whoever wins this but they're launching side games basically where someone could win a little bit of money from using their skills 
So that's interesting. It'll make it more interactive because I didn't even want to play this thing because it's it'd be like so absolutely time consuming. It'd be like a full time job for years. So if they have like side games, I might try to play it. So that's interesting to know about. Moving on to the next story. FedEx says blockchain should be required for international shipping, and apparently FedEx has teamed up with DHL Express and UPS to create blockchain standards, and they are the members of the Blockchain and Transport Alliance, which actually has 500 members. So yeah, shipping companies are looking at blockchain, and that's one of the other best uses of blockchain is for supply chain. So we know blockchain is very good for money and cryptocurrency, but when you have supply chains, it's also very useful because a blockchain is secure and transparent to the members involved so people can see every little movement that goes on in the supply chain so a package can't really go missing that easy it still could i guess but if everything's stored on a blockchain it uh, eliminates inefficiencies makes the supply chain shorter and stronger so yeah supply chain is the future of blockchain one of the best futures for blockchain and then when we see blockchain being used by companies and stuff it's usually for supply chain purposes because literally I think blockchain is best for, like I said, money, which is cryptocurrency, and then supply chains. So we have FedEx and DHL Express and UPS and like another 500 companies like developing a really good blockchain for shipping. And hopefully that will improve shipping in the future where less packages are being lost and shipping costs go down. Because if you shorten and strengthen the supply chain, the shipping costs actually go down. Products arrive faster. Everything gets better. That will help the whole global economy, actually. Because as you know, I'm sure there's people that are listening to the show that have waited for a package for like weeks and months and it gets, totally seems like it's lost. It might come eventually, it might not come at all. So that's kind of just the way it is. Like things get totally lost in the current system. A blockchain might help that quite a bit. So that's all I have for you today on this April 30th, 2019 edition of the Crypto.IQ Daily Radio Show. Come back tomorrow for another exciting episode and go to Crypto.IQ 24-7 for the most interesting stories in the Bitcoin and crypto space. Also, join that Crypto.IQ trading desk. They have made 314% profit since July, even in the worst of the bear market. And if you join the Crypto.IQ trading desk, you can see their trades in real time. And there's a full analysis with each trade. And just by reading this analysis, you can become an expert cryptocurrency trader. And you can ask the Crypto.IQ traders questions in real time, and they'll answer your questions pretty quickly. So joining the Crypto.IQ trading desk is the best way to become an expert and profitable cryptocurrency trader. This is your host, Space Marine, signing out. I remain in space.